Hey guys, welcome to Debrief after our episode with Tim Ferriss. So we recorded that entire episode on Friday. It was getting late Friday, Friday evening. David, if you noticed, if you're watching this video, uh, he was in the dark, it looked yeah. like. He had like <laughs> he had like four to six bunk beds behind you. It looked like you were yeah. in almost like a... I was in, the, I was in a cabin, yeah. Okay, in a cabin in the woods somewhere <laughs> recording this. Woods, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was getting late. And, um, you know, we were, we were going on for a long time about this. So anyway, we didn't have time to do the debrief after that episode. So we're recording the first thing uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you've had a couple of days, David, to let this one sink in mm-hmm. for you. Uh, what are some of your takeaways from this episode with Tim? Um, so the first like, question I have uh, that I actually I said I was going to ask and then I didn't is like, why make it an NFT project at all? And I still have that question because uh, the question I asked was like, when you make something an NFT, you're committing to it being a, an asset. It's an asset that you buy. It's got a monetary price associated with it. You can buy it on secondary markets. That's why you make it an NFT. Uh, when an, uh, Tim's answer was something along the lines of like, all right, what does the NFT do? He was like, you get to be like emotionally... Uh, on board with this journey, with this like world, this lore that I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell a story, and if you own an NFT, the story is about the NFT or the characters re- represented by the NFTs. And if you own one, you get to be like emotionally invested in it. And like, I'm like an open-minded person, but like that was like, what? Really? That's all it is? Wait, so now, that didn't make sense to you? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like the minimum viable. It's like the minimum amount of utility is like, yeah, you're emotionally invested in it because you spent money on it. And it's just like, it's just like a, it's literally like just like an, uh, a static, uh, inert NF like reason to buy an NFT. But now, isn't that I, what most NFTs are, David? No, because like an, a PFP NFT is like closer. I guess, I guess so. I guess so. I, so like one, one hat, one, one response I have to that is like, Tim is under promising and he's going to over deliver. And so he doesn't want to say anything. And so there's actually going to be a lot more things you can do with that NFT. And he's just not going to say that because he doesn't want, he doesn't want to like lead people on. He doesn't want people to speculate on it, et cetera, which is a totally fine reason, perhaps pretty likely. The other one is, is like, uh, actually, I kind of think that's the only, only like, (laughs) Why make it well, an NFT? He, like, that, if, I guess the other uncharitable explanation would be he like he's in denial about this, and he actually has, you know, secret, you know, financial motivations or something that he mm. didn't like disclose or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, is, is but maybe, but he's donating all well all the revenue from mm-hmm. the sale to charity, so he's only getting the resale revenue. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, only getting the resale revenue. I honestly, that, that part didn't surprise Didn't like, no, that's, that checks out. Yeah. It totally checked. The whole thing checked out for me. It's like, I think he's just saying it's cool art and I'm wrapping a story around the art. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. It doesn't have utility. It's just mm-hmm. art. And so if you like that, um, you know, like it's like crypto punks, but with lore, I guess, do you know? And so, right. and what I mean is like, it's like crypto punks, but like, it's just like a an NFT art project, mm-hmm. um, but with some accompanying lore. And I think the reason he's not committing to doing more than that is because I think a motivation for him, and if I've studied his work, like he is sort of the 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 quintessential solo entrepreneur, right? Like the four hour work week, the philosophy there is like just contract people. You don't don't hide don't 
build big teams, you can do a lot just as an individual with kind of a small squad of, of contractors. And you don't have to like um, work for somebody else and be an employee, but you also don't have to like build a big company and raise capital. Like you'd be surprised with the tools of the, you know, like the internet, uh, how much you can accomplish as one single individual. And I think he just doesn't want to get necessarily bogged down by commitments, right? So mm-hmm. like, you know, the Kevin Rose approach was pivot this thing into a whole startup, right? You launch proof, maybe it's just you and a small squad, and then you launch Moonbirds. And now before you know it, you've got VCs and you're building a team and you have an office and you have millions in funding and like you have, I don't know, 20 to 30 people uh, on your staff and you're building out this entire universe. I think Tim's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is just a project for me, all right? It's just like, I write books. I create podcasts. Like, there's a start and there's a finish. And I think he wants to very much have a clean finish if he no longer gets energy out of the project, right? So he just wants to be able to be like, there's no metaverse. There's no, like, utility that I'm building into the price here. Your cocks are not going to fight. Yeah, there's no promise to anything else. I may do these things. I can't believe we went five minutes before we said the word cock on this, season, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but, like, there's, there's, I think we said it enough on the episode. Uh, I think we, like, mil- like that, really that was it. I was kind of, like, by the, by the end, I was just, like. Uh, I'm yeah. not cocked out. <laughs> You're not? Well, you got I'm some, not, you I, got, I got some, some fresh uh, energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm, I felt cocked out going into this weekend. I was just, like, I'm done with it. Um but but yeah, I think I think that's the reason, and it's it's pretty simple. I mean, he doesn't have a huge team. He's just right. he's writing guy writing a story, contracting out some art, um, you know. Okay, but then self funding this thing. What does the NFT actually unlock for Tim? Why didn't he it do this him before raise NFTs? Helps him raise way more money. Um, you know, it, at the end of the day, how for for the cause that he believes in, right? Um, which is um this research uh this research mm-hmm. nonprofit it's going mm-hmm. to like i think psychedelic type research all yeah. sorts of cutting edge uh, scientific therapy. research what's the fastest way to tap into um i guess you know dgen streams collectible streams uh super fan streams the fastest way to monetize it's not writing another book you know he doesn't make it, he makes no mo- like you don't make money on books these days um it's this it's, no, I don't. I don't think that checks out because if he, why? if his motivating factor was donating money to charity, he would have done like a P, like a like a P, NFT PFP type of thing, and he would have been like, yeah, and like I'm super stoked on this. I'm very bullish. You should totally buy it. All the money goes to charity. Oh, but, I think he'd be more like that. But no, but he doesn't like. But but there's a tempering thing of like he's not gonna pump. He doesn't also doesn't want his community to get ripped off too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when people buy the, the Tim Ferriss NFT, I, yeah, I could tell you, like, you know, this, like they're not buying it because they're very excited about the charity. I mean, any, I could cut it. Anybody could cut a check to Tim Ferriss's uh, foundation right now. If they're very excited about giving money to the charity, they're buying it because they think it'll appreciate in value. Right. Right. And so there's somebody at the other side of that that's not doing it for the charity. They're doing it for, you know, pure speculation purposes. Mm-hmm. I guess the piece that, the only piece that didn't kind of check out fully to me was it's just this idea that, um, let me see, like, so Tim can, you can, here's the thing. It's outside of your control when you issue an NFT, what the price actually is going to be. And so you can say, 
um, don't buy, like you could say, don't buy this thing. Don't, it's not worth what you think it is. It has no roadmap. There's no value associated with this. You could lose all your money. You could say that all day and it's not going to change the degen behavior in the market. Right. And, and so like kind you, of like when you do say it, you're actually kind of like, again, that was your dog whistling. Like you're like, eh, you should buy it though. But I don't like, it's only, I guess it's dog whistling. If you have the intent to make it a dog yeah. whistle, yeah, yeah. if you, if you're giving, like, I think Tim, like giving uh, Tim the full benefit of charity, I don't actually think it's a dog whistle, but, no. but I still think it's completely like a uh, futile <laughs> yes. because even if yeah. he doesn't intend it to be. Yeah. So what do you say? You, what do you say about this? How do you not pump See, a like project? The, the, the dog whistle is making it an NFT in the first place. Like you're saying, again, this goes back to what I was saying. You're making it a financial asset. You capitulate that there will be speculation yes. and there's nothing you could do about it. Right. The yes. fundamental fact. Yeah. The, and yeah. I mean, I feel like there's so much more we don't know about this project that we are need, need more details on. Yeah, I, well, I, you know, I don't know. It just, I don't, at the same time, it kind of feels simple to me. It's just like, if you like the art, if you like the story, if you want to buy one, mm -hmm. you know, it fits in the price range that you want to buy, then you could do that. And if those things don't check out, then don't do it. Um, so here's what I'm confused about. So he has his podcast to go with Cock Punch. Yes. And it's going to tell the story of Cock Punch. He yes. also talked about like different like attributes, not attributes, but like kind of like attributes on the NFT in the first place. Like one, some are going to be mages and there's going to be factions and it's in like, there's a bunch of uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, like references and like he's a big D&D uh, &D fan. It, 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 everything about it, this project seems to be very interactive Except for the story part, you just consume the story. But like a lot of what he was saying makes it seem like I have control over my NFT, and there's something that I can interact with. Mm. And when I asked him about that, I was like, "Wait, Tim, can like my cock and Ryan's cock go and punch each other?" He was like, "No, no, 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 no. Like, there's no metaverse. There's no like game. Yeah. But like, where's the? But it, every other, all the other pieces are like, yeah, like there are like some some like." cock punchers have these properties and and like they have this skill i don't know yeah, it but seems... it, it totally makes sense to me because he's just stubbing it out like he's just being like there's the potential but like but but realize like as long as i've been following tim he's had this constraint of just i'm one person mm. and i'm gonna take on one project at a time i'm not gonna grow a big company i'm not gonna have tons of report Do you, remember what he's saying earlier in the uh even his podcast approach just like him and one guy and it, the guy's a contractor and he's got this podcast to a billion downloads. Now you look at the modern podcast machine and he was saying, I didn't even know that. Like we're not even part of the whole machine thing, but like some of these podcasts have 30 to 40 employees right. and they're right. becoming like new like media right. entities. Right. Yeah. That has not been his vibe. So let's say you want to actually execute what you're talking about, David, right? Have my cock fight your cock in a ring, right? right? So you have a cock ring. Uh, so you have a... <laughs> There's like a, it's a cockfighting ring. A, okay, cockfighting ring arena, and like, how do you execute on that? Well, yeah, you have to have a team, and so I think Tim's way of executing this. If I have studied kind of what he's done before, it would be you stub out the potential, and then you license out the execution. He mm. wants to be a bit more like J.K. Rowling, you mm. know, like I, I'm not going to build universe. my own production studio. I'm going to create this narrative. 
and use NFTs as maybe a stub mechanism to do that, to see what the interest is. And then if somebody builds a game, I'll contract that out to like, I don't know, Activision. Or they, or I guess that's Microsoft now or whatever that is. Epic, whatever the major game studio Microsoft, is. Microsoft, yeah. That's right. um, and get them to do it. And I'll license them kind of the ability to do this. Uh, he's not going to build the team himself. He's not going to Kevin Rose. He's not going to go VC fund. I think this is just how Tim approaches projects. And why? Because for him, it's also about um, getting energy from the project or not. And so I just don't think the guy gets energy from like building teams and building companies. Mm-hmm. And you know this, like you start to have a company and then you have to like adult responsibilities and then you kind of get outside of the creation process. Mm-hmm. You become more and more disconnected from that. And pretty soon yeah. if you if you do things wrong in the company that you build, suddenly you're a manager and you're right. not even doing the thing that you love. And so what right. was the point in the first place? Right. That's how I think he's constraining himself. So he's stubbing out all of these possibilities and he also doesn't want to promise them because anything he says, if you ask a question like, um, uh, well, you're, you're building out like mages and you're building out like it seems like they they have items and they have attributes. Uh, are you going to do that? He doesn't want to promise you that. Right. But I think if there's a good reception from the community, there's some good business model funding for this thing. I think he would then go explore that as long as it's giving him energy. It's got to just continue t- ticking those boxes, but he's not going to do it himself. He's not going to spin up a startup to manage this whole you cock punch ecosystem i don't think well that's kind of if that is how it is and he's just like i'll build the lore i'll be the layer zero yep. for this entire ecosystem yeah and other people can build uh, like that's very like metaverse ethos aligned it's like bottom well, i think up. it's super smart it's also yeah. doing like what, what he's good at and what he likes to do it's it seems like it's a cool way to empower that type of creator right like instead of um yeah, instead of a J.K. Rowling writing a book, you're like a Tim Ferriss writing not just a short story, but you're giving some... Because, you know, one analogy we've used is like token. What is that? Mm-hmm. A, a token is just like you're injecting energy into the system, mm-hmm. right? And so at, at some level, that's what he's doing with a the token. There's some sort of external source of energy going into the system. And so just with a, a short story that's released and issued free without any value capture mechanism, you get the communication, but you don't, you get the, the energy, the, the meme propagation, propagation, but you don't have the energy kind of going into it. Do you know what I mean? Like economics mm-hmm. gives a thing energy. Yeah. That's my thing. All right. I don't know. Are you going to buy yeah. one? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, the art seems pretty cool. Uh, what I mean, what would it take for you to buy one? Like, what would you want to not, see? Not too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> depends it, it, if the PFPs look as comical as the name suggests. Then yeah, I'll, I'll probably buy one. And why would you buy one? Point five ETH. Point five ETH. Why would I buy one? Yeah. Am I gonna listen to Tim Ferriss's Cock Punch podcast? Maybe that's probably the bigger question is like if I find myself listening to the podcast, I'll probably decide after I, buy, I listen to the podcast and it's like, all right, am I going to listen to this more Then I'll buy a cock puncher? Is that what you call them? Cock punchers? A, a cock puncher. A yeah. cock punch. Uh, Are you going to buy one? Um, I can buy one. I, I really like that this is a new experiment and a different yeah. experiment. Um, I think it would probably be worth 
0.5 ETH for me to buy one. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to be like shelling out much more than this. There's also, by the way, David, um, you know, a mistake that um, I feel like I've, we've sometimes made on uh, Bankless, which is uh, we talk about these really new cool projects and we're bullish about them. And then we Before never end up like doing more. anything with that bullishness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like the trope of uh, fill then shill, as in like fill your bags and then shill well, your stuff. Well, I'm, I'm talking. We kind of do it. We kind of do it the inverse. Like we shill stuff and then we convince ourselves. To I buy think it yes. After we've been shilling it for two weeks. Well, it's buying, basically like it's any. basically like there there is a portfolio which is just like, um, you know, uh, guests on bankless, mm-hmm. and you know, f- f- I I think that's a pretty decent portfolio. It, like it wouldn't get you there all the time, of course, and it depends on the project. But um, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's very early stages with this with this Tim Ferriss project, and uh-huh. he has a ton of fans, and the lore could be great. I mean, the art looks great. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not bearish on this project for sure, and it's not it's different. It's different than anything I've seen before from the sounds of it. The thing I'm worried about is the actual drop. Uh, like that is something that I could see sucking away a ton of energy from Tim because it's yeah. going to be really hard to get that drop correct. That, I, that sale mechanism. I think, I think that could suck a lot of energy from him. Um, just like getting the mechanics it, like incorrectly. I also think that um, the speculative community could mm-hmm. suck a lot of energy from him. There's... <sighs> I think when when somebody buys an NFT from you for like $1,000 with your name associated with it or something, there's a whole new level of expectations that suddenly they have. Right. And... And rightfully so, perhaps. Maybe rightfully so. Maybe not. I don't don't know about that. But they do. And they also... Mm -hmm. There's also an element of like, with the energy you've just injected, there's also like some negative emotions that have been injected, which is like greed and envy right. and short-termism and not, flipping. Not growing the pie. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not growing the pie kind of mentality. And like, and then there'll be other sides in crypto that will be like, Tim's a scammer and look how much his NFT is and it does nothing. And, um, you know, like just imagine the the vitriol from all sorts of communities right. that are toxic about this uh, this experiment. I don't know when this kind of speculation and money gets involved. It it can be. I think it can be a, a pretty demoralizing thing for somebody who's trying to get energy out of the creative process. So there's like there's some trade offs here, and I wonder if if Tim is um, wants that in his life. Yeah, you know that yeah. conversation you had at the end of like. I'm happy to block people who um, are, are mean on the internet. I'm like, yeah, but that's, you can't block people on Ethereum from drop from doing your you know, weird expectation thing. I, you know, you can try to, you could try, you could try your best to kind of call the community and you can say things like don't buy that and all sorts of things. But um, I don't know the the toxicity leaks in and um, it does that because, there's a speculative asset approach, uh, attached to this mechanism. So I don't know how to solve for that, but yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I I hope he knows what he's getting into. I'm not totally sure that he does. Well, but what's the worst that could happen? You just, you have some toxicity in your, in your life for a few months and then you just like, and then you hit eject. Yeah. You just move on. Right. 
I, which is kind of sad, right? If like if we can't have new NFT projects because the f- actual financialization of a thing, it's just like it's prevents. It's like a the opposite of a self fulfilling prophecy. It's like a self defeating mechanism. Do, can we have we s- all this creative output, but then like people speculators come in and being like, make it go up in price, and then you're like, well, that's not what I signed up for, so I'm out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Isn't this what Molly White said to us? Yeah. It was basically like, hey, financializing everything is not always, is not a, a solution. necessarily a good thing in all cases. And sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. It definitely has trade-offs. Um, and financializing art definitely has those trade-offs, right? It funds the culture, but it injects something else into the culture too mm-hmm. that is um, not necessarily conducive to the the creative process yeah oh well hope for the best tim there we go that was uh our episode tim ferris thanks a lot guys appreciate you hanging on for the debrief